sins away. Oh, say much I'm glad. From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Dr. Shelton Smith, and this is Making a Difference. We welcome you today to our broadcast. We love to spend time together with the Word of God open, talking about the things that will help us. If you're not a Christian already, we want to introduce you to the Savior. But if you are a Christian, we want to strengthen you and help you to grow in the Lord. And I believe our studies here on this broadcast each day will indeed be a help to you. Right now, we're doing a series of messages built around the idea of people who made good decisions. I'm talking about people who made life-impacting decisions, and all through their life, they stayed true, they stayed faithful, and they did so without any variance, any degree of going down the wrong trail. I'm talking about men like Joshua, who said, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Isaiah, who said, Here am I, send me. And Daniel, who determined in his heart, purposed in his heart, that he would not defile himself. John the Baptist, who made a number of impacting decisions, including announcing the ministry of the Savior when he said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And then Andrew, John chapter 1, we learn how he had a tremendous burden after getting saved for his brother and how he really did make decisions that lasted for a lifetime. Today, I want us to look at Stephen. Stephen in Acts chapter 6 and chapter 7 is an interesting story and one that I think will be helpful to us as we look at it in some detail. Let me say before we read the text and before we get into the study, I hope you'll get in touch. Let me hear from you. I would be pleased to know that you're hearing the broadcast and where you hear it. So please write to me today. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Let's get right to our study now. In Acts chapter 6 and verse 8, the Bible says, And Stephen full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Now let's look at this man and see if we can learn some things about him, who he was, what he did. Whenever we get to chapter 6 in the book of Acts, we discover that there are some issues going on inside the Jerusalem church. They have a lot of people by now. Literally thousands of people have been saved over the recent months and times, and the result of that has been they have people who are in need. They have widows, for example, and the pressures that that has brought upon the apostles has been more than they can handle. So you've got some stirring going on. You've got some folks that are not happy, and they are really complaining. And so the apostles decided we need to appoint some help. And they picked out seven men, the early part of chapter 6 of Acts. They said, let's look out among ourselves seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. So they're looking for some men who have already demonstrated that they are men of quality. They are men who have certified themselves as mature, reliable, trustworthy men. These men are good Christians. They're serving the Lord. They are a strong part of the ministry of the Jerusalem church already. And here they are. Verse number 3 says, We want seven men. 
And the apostles said, the reason we're going to do this is so we can give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the Word. And by the way, if I may just inject here parenthetically, let me say that your pastor doesn't need to do everything. If you're in a good church, the pastor doesn't need to do all of the visits. He doesn't need to have to handle all the details of ministering to every single person that shows up at the church or that has some connection to the church. There needs to be other people involved in that, and the pastor needs to devote himself largely to getting prepared to preach and getting himself ready for the ministry that he has with the people. And this passage kind of makes that pretty clear that that's what happened here in the Jerusalem church. So verse number five, after they made the proposal, the apostles made this offer to them, said, let's pick out seven men. It pleased the whole multitude. We're talking about the church, the whole church, thousands of them. They were pleased by that. So they chose seven men. Well, guess who's first in the list? The Bible says they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. And then it names the other six as well. They set them before the apostles. They prayed over them, laid hands of approval upon them. And they thus become what I think is the first deacons of the church. They are the first deacons. And the Bible says the result of that was that the word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith, talking about the Jewish priest. Now, what we have here are the apostles lining up some help, lining up seven good men and putting them in charge of some of these details. And the result of that was that the ministry grew even more rapidly. Many, many people coming to Christ as a result of that. And verse 8, which I read at the outset, says, Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. What's going on here? Stephen is not only being a deacon, but he is also beginning to preach and beginning to minister the Word of God to people. I mean, things are growing so rapidly that, I mean, these guys are just reaching and getting hold and doing what is in their heart to do. As the men did this, as they ministered the Word of God, there was opposition growing inside the city. You can imagine seeing this many people turn from Judaism to Christ what this might have done in a lot of cases. Verse 10 says, the people were not able to resist the wisdom and spirit by which Philip spoke. They literally heard him and they said, this makes sense. We, we can't resist this. We can't put any legitimate opposition up for him, against him. And so what they did, they went out and they hired some people. They lined up some people to be false witnesses against him. Verse 12 says, stirred up the people, stirred up the elders, stirred up the scribes, and did everything they could to make his life miserable. In chapter 7, we learn his response to the accusations that were made against him. The high priest said about those accusations, are these things so? That's chapter 7, verse 1. And he begins to give the answer, and he goes back in great detail. I mean, chapter 7 of Acts is basically a sermon that Stephen preached in which he went back through the history, I mean, everything from the Red Sea and Moses and much more to lay out the case and to present the case that he has for preaching that Jesus is the Christ. Now, when we get to all of this, he comes down and literally he comes down pretty hard on these folks. If you look at verse 51, he says, "Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do ye. 
Now that is going to get him in trouble. He is nailing the case hard and fast. He is putting the pressure on and telling them that they are a stiff-necked people, telling them that they are unclean of heart, they're unprepared of heart, telling them that they're resisting the Spirit of God just like some of their forefathers had done, and they really did not want to hear that. He said, your fathers persecuted the prophets and slew some of them. And I mean, he's just really going after them, and that doesn't go down well. So when they heard these things, verse 54 says, they were cut to the heart, they gnashed on him with their teeth, but he being full of the Holy Ghost looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. That's when they decided to stone Stephen. Stone him they did, kill him they did, put him out of business, shut him up forever. That's exactly what they did. Now, folks, this whole series that I'm talking about here with Joshua, Isaiah, Daniel, John the Baptist, Andrew, and now Stephen, every one of these men made some good decisions. They made some steps that meant that their life was going to count for the Lord and that they were going to do that which would make an impact on other people. You and I can make those same kinds of choices. We can do the kinds of things that will honor the Lord and that will be good for the people around us. Let's look carefully at what we see in Stephen. It is obvious because it's stated several times here, he is a man of faith. He has placed his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He has his faith in God the Father, and he is locked into that solidly. And you and I can do the same thing. We do not have to put our faith in the passing temporal things of this world. We can, just as surely as Stephen did, we can too be a person of faith. Stephen was also a man of spiritual maturity and power. Spiritual power I'm talking about. The Bible makes that very clear here. He was not appointed a deacon simply because they wanted to give him something to do. No, he had certified himself to be a good, faithful man, and that got him the position. Not only did he get in position to help with those details, ministering to the widows and others, but he just had that heart that was so on fire for the Lord, he could not help but preach, and preach he did. And the Lord blessed him, gave him great power, and so much so that as the people heard him, some of them responded, but others of them gnashed on him. They, I mean, they just turned on him with great vengeance. And you and I have to understand, when we do good, it may cause others to do bad. Whenever we stand up for what's right, there may be others who will do wrong to us simply because that we do right. Now, what I need to tell you is you do the right thing, you do the good thing, make the right choice, and take your lumps. Take whatever comes down the pike, and I'm telling you, the Lord will see us through through the valley, as in this case, if it means that we become a martyr, nonetheless, we are a servant of God, and Stephen was carried right on into heaven immediately. Now listen, all of us want to live as long as we possibly can, but we should not do it in the kind of a way that dishonors the Lord and is unfaithful. And if our faithfulness costs us, and it may cost us some things that we value greatly, but if our faithfulness cost us, we should be willing to pay the price. And I believe Stephen is a grand example of a man who made a good decision. That decision was that he was going to be a man of faith and faithfulness and be fervent about it. And in so doing, he literally gave himself to the Lord, 
for others, and the result was very good all the way around. As a preaching deacon, he set an example that a lot of us should be impressed about and that we should say, listen, I can do some of what he did. You may not do everything that he did, but I think you can make some of the same decisions that he made, and you can decide, even if you're criticized, to be faithful. You can decide, even if you get under pressure, you too can be a person of faith. Even if somebody gets very harsh with you, very violent towards you even, you can do everything you can to protect yourself, but stay true. Stay a person of faith. Listen, we can be criticized, and people do criticize anybody and everybody that tries to do right. But we, like Stephen, ought never to be phased or caused to be doubtful about who we are and what we do simply because somebody is in the mood to criticize us or in some way to demean us. Stephen is a man who, with all of his faith and his fervency, was very, very bold. And you and I can be bold as well. We don't have to be rambunctious. We can just be bold. We can be straightforward. Stephen is a man who told it like it was. In verse 51, when he said to them, you're stiff-necked, and uncircumcised, he was just laying things out the way that it really was. But he was a man who stood up, no matter the pressure, no matter the fire, no matter what it did in hurting him, he did that. I want you to know sometimes things can sour, and if they do, you and I don't have to go with it. We can stand true and be who we ought to be just the same. Ultimately, yes, Stephen was martyred for his faith and his faithfulness he was martyred. And you and I look at that, and we take note from it, and we're blessed by the ministry of this man who made some good decisions along the way. Now, Lord willing, tomorrow we're going to look at another guy here in the book of Acts that also made some good choices. And I hope that you'll be along with me tomorrow for the Friday broadcast. In the meantime, please do get in touch. Let me hear from you. Wherever that you are in the world, wherever that you hear us, write me a note and let me know. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. And the email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, it's been a good time, a good day to be together, and I thank you for joining me. So be here with me again tomorrow. Until then, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now.